In this presentation, we will discuss accounting methods with relation to inventory. This information can be found in publication 334. Inventories. Generally, if you produce, purchase, or sell merchandise in your business, you must keep an inventory and use an accrual method for purchases and sales of inventory. So inventory, once again, typically one of those areas where the IRS wants to see an accrual method. My interpretation of the reason for that is because a cash method would lead to the expensing of the purchase of inventory at the time purchased, as opposed to expensing it at the point in time when you sell the inventory in the form of cost of goods sold at the point of sale. And that could be a significant timing difference in the favor of the taxpayer. Uh, so that's one of the reasons. Exception for small business taxpayers. If you are a small business taxpayer, you can choose not to keep an inventory, but you must still use a method of accounting for inventory that clearly reflects income. If you choose not to keep an inventory, you won't be treated as failing to uh, clearly reflect income if your method of accounting for inventory treats inventory as non-incidental material or supplies or uh, conforms to your financial accounting treatment of inventories. If, however, you choose to keep an inventory, you generally must use the accrual method of accounting and value the inventory each year to determine your cost of goods sold in Part 3 of Schedule C. So if we're considering this, we're, we're going to say, all right, the inventory calculation, the cost of goods sold will be on line, we see here on line 4 of the Schedule C. That will be supported by page 2 where we want to see the cost of goods sold calculation, which is typically the beginning inventory plus purchases, and then the ending inventory will give us a cost of goods sold type calculation. Now, you, of course, you might think of a system, well, what if I have a just-in-time system and I don't have inventory at any point? I don't hold on to inventory. I, I get an order, I purchase stuff, and then I fill the order, and I do a just-in-time system. I don't have much inventory. Well, then you're, you're not going to have a really a beginning inventory and ending inventory possibly because it's going to be in essence zero because you're always just basically filling the order and maybe a, a just-in-time type system. So you can imagine a situation where, well, you have the beginning inventory is basically zero. You had purchases to fill the order possibly and then the ending inventory zero. However, many companies that deal with merchandise, of course, have some kind of inventory there. And the IRS is saying, hey, we want to know what your inventory was at the beginning. How much was there? What's the value of inventory? How much you purchased and therefore how much you had available for sale? And then how much you still have in inventory at the end of the time period, which you have not yet sold because under an accrual method, you shouldn't be expensing that amount. You should be reporting it as an asset until you use it to help generate revenue at the point of sale, in which case you will expense it in the form of cost of goods sold. Back to the text. Small business taxpayers. You qualify as a small business taxpayer if A, you have average annual gross receipts of $25 million or less for the three prior tax years and B, are not a tax shelter as defined in Section 448D3. If your business has not been in existence for all of the three tax year period used in figuring average gross receipts, base your average on the period it has existed. So if you don't have the three years, then of course you'll take the amount of time that has existed. And if your business has a pre predecessor, predecessor entity, include the gross receipts of the predecessor entity 
uh, from the three tax year period when figuring average gross receipts. If your business or predecessor entity had short tax years for any of the three year period, analyze your business's gross receipts for the short tax years that are part of the three uh, tax year period. So if this all applies, you want to take a look at publication 538. So notice you're looking at the three year look back period and you're thinking about things that might mess up the average, right? Well, what if I don't have three years? Well, then you average out the two years. What if I had a predecessor predecessor type business? Well, then you might have to use the predecessor type business and then you can use the three year period. What if one of the prior years was a partial year and it wasn't a full f a year? That'll throw off the average, you see, because now we're going to have a partial year that's going to have a smaller amount and that'll throw off the average. Well, then we're going to have to do some type of proration or something so that we don't have a, a year that has thrown off the average simply because it was a partial year, not an entire year. So if any of those things apply, <laughs> then you want to take a look at publication 538 and you can go to the IRS website, irs.gov. Take a look at publication, type in publication or P-U-B-538. Treating inventory as non-incidental material or supplies. If you account for inventories as materials and supplies that are not incidental, you deduct the amounts paid to acquire or produce the inventoriable items treated as materials and supplies in the year in which they are first used or consumed in your operations. Financial Accounting Treatment of Inventories your financial accounting treatment of inventories is determined with regard to the method of accounting you use in your applic applicable financial statements as defined in section uh, 451b3 or if you do not have an applicable financial statement with regard to the method of accounting you use in your books and records that have been prepared in accordance with your accounting procedures so note that when we think about the accounting for businesses even a small uh, business, if we're talking about a sole proprietor, it might be the case that we have financial statements, right? We might have to generate financial statements. And the financial statements could be in whatever accounting record that they are in. If we Obviously, if we were a large company, we were publicly traded, or if we're in some industry that needs an audit, then we're going to have financial statements in accordance with some kind of regulations, some kind of rules. Typically, that's closer to an accrual method. And then we've got the the tax code, which of course is using they, they call it a cash and accrual method as well but they modify it for taxes so just be aware that when we consider uh, our financial statements if we're a small business we may just have our financial statements in essence on the tax basis whatever we're using for the tax basis and so we and so we'd have to say well our books are in essence on a tax basis in that case but it might be the case that our books are on some other basis depending on whatever basis we choose to have our books or whatever basis we're required to have our personal books in our business books in uh and if we're again if we're regulated by some some uh regulation based on the industry we're in or some other type of reason then of course we, we might make financial statements in accordance with that if we're a small business and we don't we don't have any kind of um, restrictions such as that again we might have our choice as to how we're going to uh, record our books in terms of our bookkeeping system and we may choose then to comply as much as possible with the with how we are required to report for taxes and have the same system so that we don't have to have basically as many adjustments to adjustments or two kind of uh, sets of books it'll be easier for us to complete the taxes in that case back to the text changing your method of accounting for inventory 
If you want to change your method of accounting for inventory, you must file form 3115. So again, inventory is one of those places where the IRS is skeptical of people changing the method of inventory because they think that you could change the method and adjust the timing of inventory and try to reduce taxes in that way. So if you want to change methods, there might be a legitimate reason to do so, but you typically need to file form 3115 and list what that reason is and get approval for the change to be made. Uh, items included in inventory. If you are required to account for inventories, including the following items when accounting for your inventory, merchandise or stock in the trade. Obviously merchandise would be included typically as part of your material. Raw materials, work in process, finished goods. This is typically the case if we make things. So we're producing materials. So if we make like surfboards or something, the resin and the, you know, the stuff that we make the board out of the foam, I guess, is all going to be put together. That's going to be kind of raw materials when we're in process. That's when it's in process, but it's not like a surfboard yet, but it's like it's a bunch of stuff that looks somewhat like it's going to be one. That's in process. And then we've got the finished thing which is the actual surfboard. And that, of course, would be similar to if we just buy it and sold the inventory. It would be a clearly inventory at that point in time. Supplies that physically become a part of the item uh, intended for sale. So if we have supplies, but the supplies are clearly going to be part of the inventory at the end of the process, then the supplies are basically raw materials, really, you would think. Back to the text, valuing inventory. You must value your inventory at the beginning and end of each year, each tax year, to determine your cost of goods sold, Schedule C, line 42. So Schedule C, we've got line 42, and that's going to be our uh, cost of goods sold. So here's our cost of goods sold calculation. If you went through you know, the financial accounting of it, it's beginning inventory plus purchases minus ending inventory. We have a couple other adjustments and supplies and materials, as you can see here, but in essence beginning inventory plus purchases and then we've got ending inventory cost of goods sold line 42 back to the text to determine the value of your inventory you need a method for identifying the items in your inventory and a method for valuing these items so typically we want to be able to have like kind of a physical count if possible that would be very nice if the IRS has a question about it, we could say, hey, this is how many units we had on hand, if possible. And this is our valuation of those units. We might use some accounting method, first in, first out, last in, first out, average or specific identification. But some type of method to be able to say, hey, yeah, this is our beginning inventory. Here's our, invent here's our ending inventory. Be nice to be able to say in units, this is how many units we had. And this is the value of those units, if possible. Inventory valuation rules cannot be the same for all kinds of businesses. The method you use to value your inventory must conform to generally accepted accounting principles for similar businesses and must cl uh, clearly reflect income. Your inventory practices must be consistent from year to year. So, I mean, if we use some kind of inventory valuation method that's way out of and left field in terms of the industry or practice, the IRS will have questions about that. If they come in and say, hey, you're, you're valuing your inventory very strangely, then they may actually just, some of their auditing practices, uh, if they determine that they should, they have the right to do this, they could, they could say, well, you know, we're just going to value your inventory based on inventory standards. And then they, they might just apply that out as part of their argument or part of their audit principle. So um, typically you need to usually be in some type of conformity with something that's reasonable 
And usually that's going to be something in conformity with industry standards, whatever inventory, invent, whatever industry we are in. More information for more information about inventories, you can see publication 538. You can go to the IRS website, irs.gov, type in publication or PUB 538.